Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Yes, folks, that song is not featured anywhere at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Jabo, everyone. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios. Thank you for tuning into Radio Harambe on this special Blue Christmas edition of the show. Uh, Blue Christmas is a really horrible pun, and I'll explain that thusly. We're going to discuss two subjects today. First, we have some more news to bring you up to date with from the last show where we specifically left out any Avatar information because there is quite a bit of it. And then at the end of the show, we're going to give you sort of a prep for Christmas at not only the Animal Kingdom, but the rest of Walt Disney World, and also some information of some news, uh, some big news involving the holidays at the Animal Kingdom, or at Walt Disney World, and we'll do that in the sort of world news section. Uh, So combine Avatar with Christmas, and you have a blue Christmas. Um, Yes, these are the things I think about in between shows. Uh, Joining me as always, you heard the voice already, Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo Dave, how are you? Are you ready for a blue, blue, blue Christmas? I am. All right, so let's start with the blue stuff. and the the, uh, the 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 Twitterverse was set alight this week with uh, various Avatar things. I, I'll have to say that I, I I must say that there are varying degrees of interest to me. Okay, um, we'll start with the pins. The pins. Yes, this came out okay. a couple weeks ago. Correct. So we all know that the pins are usually um, representative, or oftentimes representative of certain. Um, Attractions, mm-hmm. places, uh, maybe even restaurants occasionally. Um, and so we've had a few new ones that have been released, but not for sale. I guess the designs were released. Yeah, the website that had them, yeah. Okay, yeah. website had them. Uh, we don't WWNT. know. WWNT. Right? Which Mike and I have discussed before on the occasional... Um, what, what's the word? Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. Thank you. Uh, we've, we've discussed that in the past. <laughs> I, I would be surprised if they'd print actual images that weren't wrong. But we don't know that these are final images. They certainly sure. haven't been released by Disney. These could just be leaks of designs and designs that will never make it to sale. Uh, we don't know yet. But uh, we've seen a few of these pins. Um, the reporter will be available when Pandora opens. Uh, like I said, WDWNT posted some images of these pins. Right. And the interesting thing about them is that they give you some references. They give you a few different type of uh, names and references. For instance, there is a pin that talks about 
Moara Valley, which is M-O apostrophe A-R-A. Mm-hmm. And it appears that uh, it'll be part of the Floating Mountain Range name. Right. right? Or, or, or there's a... That, that name is... In conjunction with a picture that looks like a floating mountain. There's a couple of them like that. There's that one. There's also the uh, Moara Valley Explorer pin. There's a hiking club pin named after Moara Hiking Club. So there are a couple references in it to this Moara, which I, as you said, I'm assuming is going to be the name of the mountain or mountain range, whatever you want to call it. There's also a pin for a Navi cultural representative. We don't know how that's going to take place. Well, I believe that's kind of semi-related to another story we're going to have. Okay, so we'll get to that. Um, this could also be a uh, a cast member pin. I believe so. We, we think that's what that's going to be. Um, so it's there's obviously going to be somebody who walks around talking about the different Navi cultural aspects mm-hmm. and how it relates. Um the Mountain Banshee Project protecting protecting Pandoran wildlife pin yes. uh, is has we can we can see here now how they're trying to how poor Joe Rody is doing everything he can <laughs> to shoehorn this uh, idea into the greater uh, concept of the animal kingdom. That's right. the first thing that came to my mind. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so we again we don't know what that is and or what that's going to. There's a drum circle pin. Again, drum circles are, uh, you know, something you see in other parts, or drums are certainly things you see in other parts. I don't remember seeing a drum circle in the Avatar film. I thought there was. Was there? I have no idea. I mean, somebody will correct me, I'm sure. Um, But again, this might be a a, a look into the potential entertainment, you know, around the land kind of thing. not saying for sure there's going to be some sort of drum entertainment presentation, but definitely possible. And uh, we also have one that's called the Pandora Cavern Tours, which you're, you and others are assuming is going to be the name of the riverboat ride. No. I don't agree with that. That's not going to be the name of the riverboat ride. Or, or not, not the it, name. Though. I'm sorry. It, it will be somehow, yeah, somehow part of it. Maybe that'll be the name of the uh, the cast members will say they're part of it or something, you know, that yeah, are there. Right. I, I don't know. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I mean, they give us some interesting information. I mean, I'm not a pin guy, so I no. it's not like I'm going to be going around buying them or trading for them or whatever. But I thought some of it was interesting, like giving us the name of the, the mountain range, giving us the idea that there might be a drum circle entertainment. So, you know, some, some interesting little tidbits. Are you with me in that the first thing that came to your mind is, man, are they trying to shoehorn this into... Well, certainly the conservation thing, absolutely. But not, I mean, just all of it. I mean, the, the whole right, concept of... environmental explorer pan, of Pandora pin. Yeah, there's a right. few of them. The cavern tours, right. that sort of goes along with the with the different tour concepts that you see at Kilimanjaro or even at Kali River Rapids. Well, I've already announced that that's going to be the sort of the conceit of the land is this Ace Tour Company. Right. Ace Travels or whatever it was called. Well, you know, the whole idea is that you're the guest, you're being brought here by Ace. So there's, you know, there's a lot of that top environmental tourism kind of theme to it. Right. But you see how how it's sort of all, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, that relates to the rest of the park. You right. have, you know, the, the dinosaur is a tour, you know, uh, right. all of that is done through this tour thing. And uh, they're doing it here. The conservation theme, man, they're really pushing this. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'm happy about that. Um, I'm just not sure how well it's going to work, but I, I'm, we'll have to. Well, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see what they do. It'll be really interesting. You know, one of the things that somebody that that somebody was talking about was uh, 
you know, not just the idea of the bioluminescent forest and all that kind of stuff, but can they also do sort of like Pandora animal displays? Like, wouldn't it be kind of cool to like make zoological to make trail? to put a a uh, audio animatronic in a zoological exhibit? That'd be cool. You know, and make it look like that. I, I, you know, I guess it could be done. I don't know. Again, I, I, we, I saw the movie once. Mike's seen it dozens of times. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't remember how many different animals were part of it. I know there were a few. Yeah, there's yeah. the banshee, and there's yeah, there's there a was few like of a them. dog kind of thing, and I mean, they and, could do maybe like a, a lucky the dinosaur kind of thing too. Yeah, that's what I mean. But also, but also, like you were saying, do a wildlife trail. Would right, be, gonna be kind of neat. Well, I think the glowing plants is really gonna be their version of the the trail. You know, it might be a walking around. Yeah, but in, inside that trail, you can do some right animals. Yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Uh, and, and it's something that could go on at night, so you can go walk through this trail at right. night, and it'd be kind of neat. Uh, okay, so what are we on to next? Um, <laughs> so, Mike reports that uh, Disney is in the process of staffing. Avatar mm-hmm. Land. Again, this comes from WDWNT. Um, this is, came from a couple different places, actually. And you believe... Do you believe this story? That they're teaching them to speak Navi? I believe that they are in putting the um, cast members, giving them a crash course in Pandora mm-hmm. culture. That would be absolutely my belief. <laughs> you don't think so? I do, but doesn't it make you think of Sheldon and Leonard knowing how to speak fluent Klingon? Um, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Is there a dictionary for Navi? Can you buy one? I mean, I know you could buy English to Klingon uh, dictionaries at the at the bookstore. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the, English to Vulcan. As you said before, we talked about um, uh, there being a pin for Navi cultural representative, mm-hmm. and that that could be this particular cast member. Um, who is supposed to not only be able to speak Navi, uh, could also tell you about the different culture aspects in Pandora and things See, what, like that. General- I, again, we're relating this to cultural representatives at the Animal Kingdom Lodge and at places around, right. or, you know, uh, again, doing everything we can to kind of mirror. Which is why it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if this is an actual true Right story. Yeah, it does. Um, it does go in with the rest of the concept that we were talking. Because I know some of the, you know, the kind of the managers of the areas um, generally get in, information into, and they're sort of responsible for doling it out to other people. Um, for example, I know years ago the one of the managers of the Harambe area asked me to help them put together sort of like a cultural background of Harambe, so they could give the information to the cast members that were working under them. Um, so that kind of stuff happens all the time. Okay, um, we only have one Avatar-related thing left to go mm-hmm. through. So let's do the Christmas stuff now, and we'll return back to the Avatar, because the next one's kind of a big one. Okay, sure. Um, so let's, let's, let's go to the world news, essentially, I guess is what we're doing. And then, sure. And then we'll, we'll begin with the world news Christmas stuff, and then we'll talk about the Animal Kingdom at Christmas. Okay, sure. I could touch on a couple of things uh, related to Christmas around the world. First, Dave, Disney's Hollywood Studios is going to be de- debuting a new nighttime holiday show on November 14, 2016. It is called Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Jeez. And it is all in all caps with an exclamation point. So I guess they're, they want to show people that they mean business on this uh, particular nighttime event. It is led by Wayne and Lanny. 
Do you, do you know who Wayne and Lanny is? No. Okay. That's from, you remember Prep and Landing, the uh, holiday special? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, who it is? That's who it is. Oh, awesome. They are um, sort of the MCs of this uh, show, and they bring an adventure to the North Pole, and they're going to use portions of um, Disney films that we know and love, like Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is cool, Beauty and the Beast, I can only assume it's the snowball fight scene, Pluto's Christmas Tree, Bambi, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and, and some others. Um, they're going to be using fireworks and special effects, and it's going to be very much similar to the st- current Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. In other words, your projections on the great movie ride facade itself and in, in conjunction with some fireworks and some other uh, special effects. So that is starting on November 14th. We're not entirely sure when it is going to end, uh, but one thing we do know is already has an accompanying dessert party. If you're interested in the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam holiday dessert party, I'm not going to go through all the specifics. It's 70 bucks. I'm not even going to do the uh, do a Dave guess that price. But that is a coming. I, I, the only thing I find unusual about it is they're removing obviously the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular, which is a well. Very, that's that. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Very popular show. Yeah. And not only that, but um, the new Rogue One comes out what, right middle of December. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I'm. So it's, maybe, weird. it's maybe. a weird place to do it. It is, but maybe they're going to use that time to incorporate some Rogue One scenes into it. And when they bring it back in early January or whatever, it'll be a little different with Rogue One stuff. I don't know. But it did seem uh, a little unusual that they're taking it, the yeah. Star Wars fireworks show down as that movie opens. And only essentially a matter of weeks after it debuts. Right. I mean, the new one is, you know, was is this fall. So it's only... Uh, what, the Galactic Spectacular? Yeah, I mean, it only started like... Was it the full or like July or August? I don't even remember. I, well, it was there when I was there in August. Okay, so... I've been there so, for a little while. So, you know, a few months. Yeah. And then it's and then they're shelving it for Christmas, which is interesting. Um, but there is no uh, lights anymore. Osborne family Osborne, lights. No, right. No, there is not. So we'll get to that in a minute. I could no, see not. why they might want to... Put some sort of Christmas spectacular thing mm-hmm. into Hollywood Studios to get people over there. That, con- that makes sense to me. Yeah, in conjunction with that, Dave. But uh, can, can I just finish my thought on this? But yeah. But I don't understand why they think a holiday thing based on a little television half-hour television show that some folks have seen is a better draw at night than the Star Wars. What I don't understand is why not do this at Magic Kingdom. I agree. But especially I considering mean, they, they're taking away the Celebrate the Magic and replacing it soon. Why not just take away Celebrate the Magic, do this for a couple of months, and then debut the Once Upon a Time thing that we uh, talked about the last show? We're talking about fireworks and projection, pretty much, right? Yeah, you could do that on the castle. Sure. They do it on the castle right now. You could do it at Spaceship Earth <laughs> if yeah, you wanted you, to. <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of Epcot people lose their uh, you know what if they do Well, that. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> If I may, I'll continue with the Hollywood Studios. Of course, yeah. Uh, For the first time, Santa Claus himself will be doing meet and greets at Disney's Hollywood Studios over at Once Upon a Time Shop on Sunset Boulevard from November 14th through December 24th. Now you're probably saying to yourself, December 24th, what about Christmas and thereafter? Well, for the week beginning Christmas, December 25th through New Year's Eve, Santa Goofy will take over for the uh, meet and greet oh, there. Oh, right. Santa so, uh, Goofy. Everybody loves Santa Goofy. So this is in conjunction with the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam projection can, show. Can you stop doing that? No, I have headphones I can't, on. No, it's, it's, 
it's all ex- all capitals and exclamation. That's oh, how I see. That's it. how you're supposed to say it, right? I guess. That's obviously replacing, as you mentioned, David Osborne, family spectacle dancing of lights thing. Dancing of lights nonsense. thing. That's great. <laughs> Osborne spectacle family of dancing families. There's, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go There's ahead. some stuff going on at Disney Springs too, which I found right. relatively interesting. Cool. Um, it, the the big one I think is the um, Disney Springs Christmas Tree Trail, which is going to be a line of custom uh, de- decorated Christmas trees uh, for you to walk up and down and like check out and stuff during the holiday season. It uh, is near the Once Upon a Toy store in the marketplace, and there's going to be 15 different trees. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but some of the more interesting ones I thought were uh, Moana is getting one. My favorite show, one of my favorite movies, Princess and the Frog. Of course, Frozen. There's going to be a Muppet tree, a Mickey Mouse tree, a Villains tree. Uh, those are just some of those. They're going to. It goes from November 11th to January 8th. Again, I think this is kind of in the spirit of the Osborne family lights. Um, and we have talked in the past about, you know, maybe moving the Osborne family lights to Disney Springs. They're actually not doing that, but they're doing some other things. Not only that, but there's going to be uh, snowfall, toy soldiers all around the area, um, you know, different types of singers playing throughout the holiday season, different photo stop uh, areas. So that's what's going on at Disney Springs. Well, I guess you can call that somewhat interesting. I thought the trail, the tree thing is kind of interesting. I mean, if I was down there for the holiday seasons, yeah. for some reason, I don't know why I would ever be, but if I was down there, <laughs> no, I, I would check out the tree. I've the been trees. there in early December. It's nice there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Epcot is also doing something a little different year, this year. They're Good. doing the, car, you know, the, obviously the Candlelight Processional. Right. They're doing all the things that each country shows their own thing. But they're also expanding the marketplace, i.e., they are carrying over a kind of food and wine festival junior through the holiday season. There's going to be five or six booths selling different types of holiday stuff. Uh, there's going to be one, uh, an Alpine house they know where they're Morocco that has like cheese fondue, duck confit. They're going to have a Southern Delights area where you can get like black, uh, black and catfish and stuff. There's a Feast of the Seven Kings booth. Which uh, that's a big um, celebration in Latin America and Spain. They're going to have some, you know, Latin American type foods. There's going to be a turkey and stuffing kind of booth. Mm. Um, and there's another one near Germany that's going to have, you know, a couple of like sauerbraten and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, slowly but surely, Epcot is becoming food and wine festival twenty four seven, twelve year, twelve months a year. They know where their bread is buttered. Mike. Yes, so this is going to carry through the holiday. As soon as that food and wine's over, they're going to keep like six or seven, five or six of those booths out, and just keep it on going. Hey, why not? <laughs> people, people flock to it. So all, all, all power to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only other thing I think of at all interesting, and I really didn't find anything interesting in the Magic Kingdom. It's usual stuff. I mean, there's a new stage show in front of the Cinderella's Castle, but let's not get into that. Who cares? But um, Disney's Animal Kingdom, we could touch on the week. It's obviously the weakest of the three parks when it comes to uh, holiday decorations. But if you'd like, I'll go through a little bit of what they're doing right now. Yeah, sure. So um, they bill this as the Disney's Adventure Park presents holiday themes in a whole new quote-unquote dark. Decorations park-wide frame new daytime into nighttime experiences including the Tree of Life transformations starting to Kilimanjaro's Far East, Kali River Rapids, Expedition Everest. So now that the park is open 
after dark, you know, they're going to use um, lighted decorations a little bit more frequently than they used to. Uh, guests will be, you know, there's the usual animal-themed big holiday tree right in front of the park. That's going to be there again. Uh, Mickey and Minnie will don their holiday best for meet and greets at the Out Adventurers Post. So now during the holiday seasons, you'll meet, I guess, Santa Mickey and Santa Minnie or whatever they're, you know, whatever mm. they're dressed as. And, and some of their other uh, meet and greets from the park, like Baloo, King Louie, some of the others will have some sort of holiday uh, thing going on. Okay. Finally, the Tusker House Restaurant will feature a an African marketplace made out of gingerbread. Nice. So that's what's going on at Disney's Animal Kingdom yeah, for the we, holidays. We have we discuss um, every year around the holidays a, a little bit about the holiday stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not really much of a subject for the Animal Kingdom. And this year, even even less so. I mean, this is yeah. um, the, I believe this is the first year without the Jam and Jungle Parade, right? Wasn't last year, last Christmas, the end of it? And then it never... They did. They did that the jingle. Be. They that did the jingle be. jungle, and then ended it at the end of the after that was done. Um, so you don't even have that anymore. No. So they really are not at all interested in getting no. getting the animal kingdom you know, into the holiday get, thing. Uh, festive. Go to uh, some of the resorts. Do a lot of stuff. And you know. yeah, yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, there's always a Travel Epcot, Channel Magic. show that comes yeah. on well, around. I mean, then. Magic Kingdom goes all out. Epcot goes all out right. with their stuff. Right. And then, like you said, there's some neat things at the at the um, springs. Yeah, and there's some neat things at the resorts. There's very expensive and hardly worth it gingerbread over at the uh, Fl- Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last time I had it there, it was stale, horribly stale. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's awful. But it cost me fourteen bucks, um, and and other things like that. But there, I mean, the decorations are neat. You can't go wrong with that mm-hmm. kind of stuff if you stay at. Uh, you know, even at even the decorations they put in front of the Animal Kingdom are cool, and the stuff they put inside the lodge is cool. Um, you know, it's 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 nice. There's yeah. just not much of a uh, much reason for us to talk about it, especially now without the without the parade there. There's really no special reason to go over to the Animal Kingdom no. anymore. I mean, no. just you just no, do no, your no, normal no. day and then work everything else in there. Um, so I guess that's it. Yeah, let's what? play Dave. Guess oh, that price. God. All right. <laughs> is this holiday related? It is holiday related. All right. Let me get my pen. It's uh, New Year's Eve related. Oh. My least favorite of the holidays. Go ahead. The countdown experience over at the Contemporary Results, Dave. Oh. Uh, Resort, Dave. Okay. Starting at 8 p.m. on December 31st, 2016, the Disney's Countdown to Midnight gives guests the opportunity to ring in the new year at an extraordinary event in the Convention Center of Disney's Contemporary Convention Resort. Convention Center. Okay. The fun begins as you head to the party in the Fantasia Ballroom, where Ooh. you can indulge in an assortment of libations, including adult beverages. Nice. Before moving and grooving to dance tunes. Oh, this from, is all out. From our interactive DJ. I don't know why, what makes the DJ interactive or not, but whatever. Featuring music spanning from the 60s to today. Um, okay, I got to get the word interactive DJ out of my head because yes. I'm trying to figure out what the heck yeah, is, I don't know what that, that means. means but, I don't know what that means. Okay. Then, after a delightful culinary experience boasting the best of the best bites and wine pairings wow. from such restaurants as California Grill, Flying Fish, Citricosa, and Narcoosies, you're really? invited to... You're invited, so little little tastes. Okay, but you're still drinking. And drinking. Yeah. You're invited to soak up the sounds of the group Alter Ego. I don't know. As they perform their extravagant music and dance-filled review. Oh, boy. The evening then continues as you stroll outside to catch a unique musical act playing songs of today, complete with a retro twist. And really? And then, then concludes 
as the New Year's Eve's fantasy in the sky fireworks spectacular lights up from the Magic Kingdom Park. I can only assume you'll be upstairs wow. at this point in time. Celebrating the arrival right, of 2017. Right, right. Plus, you'll be able to capture memories along the way with a variety of themed photo backdrops. <laughs> it's all incredible, and it's all included with the price of your ticket. But tickets oh. are limited. Before this, Dave, before this sells out, how much does that cost? Does it say how many tickets? It does not say how many. It just says limited. Is it over $200? I can't give you any guests. It takes place from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. They're going to need people to carry out, too. <laughs> um, it's five hours. And it's five hours. Apparently, all you can drink. I, I, I would say it's got to be in the $200 range. Okay. Take a guess. $200? Is that your guess? Yeah. Very close, Dave. It's uh, two twenty-five yeah, per guest. Yeah, I mean that's that's a you know when you think about it's not actually that bad. No, but it, that's that's I mean it's you know normally when you get into one of these kind of parties and stuff for for um, New Year's and they're all over the place and I'm a musician I've played a few of them over the years. They're always expensive. They're always a hundred bucks a head or something like that. I mean that's just the way it is. Um, but to have all these restaurants be part of it and to have, you know, the chefs of those restaurants be part of it and have all this kind of different music and go on for that long, you know, a right. five and, and hour you get thing. the fireworks at night, yeah. too, from yeah. uh, the Magic Kingdom. So two two twenty five. They could have they could have done worse and gotten it. Yep. So good for it's, you. It's, good it's for Disney. Not bad at all. But again, limited tickets. So once you hear this, you know, call away. So let's go back to the blue part of Blue Christmas. The uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not playing it again. Right. Uh, the Burnbaum's official guide, mm-hmm. right, which is the official travel guide of Disney. Burnbaum writes it, but obviously allows Disney to to pr- pretty much take it over. Um, and in which there, means they probably the, the information in here has got to at least have been approved by Disney. Exactly. Right. So in there was a page. And people only discovered this a couple of weeks ago because it only came out at the end of September. Right. A page dedicated to Pandora, the world of Avatar. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I may just read you the text from this page. Uh, just in case you haven't seen it so you can understand what it says. You're going to read the whole thing? I'm going to read the whole thing. All right, go ahead. According to the blockbuster film Avatar, Earthlings have a distant, idyllic, destination to look forward to in the 22nd century. Pandora, a magnificent moon orbiting the planet Polyphemus, about 4.4 light years from Earth. Pandora, with its lush, bioluminescent rainforest environment, is home to floating mountains and incredible life forms, including trees that stand a thousand feet tall and a myriad of of infinitely diverse creatures, such as the people known as the Na'vi. These blue humanoids travel via flying mountain banshees and have a sophisticated culture based on deep, uh, I can't read, deep connection to each other (laughs) and all life of Pandora. That connection is made possible via the majestic and sacred Tree of Souls. If Pandora sounds like a place you'd like to visit, you're not alone. Avatar was one of the biggest movie sensations of all time, uh, which is true. The good... the good news is humans don't have to wait until the 22nd uh, to visit the wondrous world of Pandora. Thanks to a bit of Disney Imagineering magic, Pandora has come to the Animal Kingdom at press time. This new land and its two major attractions expected to open by mid to late 2017. So then it talks. So, so this is the guide that's supposed to include 
that year. So you're supposed to be buying this guide for next year's right, travel. Right. So it has to have some sort of information in it. So it starts by talking about some of the things. Avatar Flight of Passage. You want to talk about this first section first, or you want to just read the whole thing? No, I'll just let me just go through the okay, whole thing, then we'll go back. Uh, and, and this is given one of Burnbaum's best ratings, which is interesting considering they've never driven ridden on it. But uh, it, <laughs> Burnbaum has decided this is going to be one of the best. Uh, the crowning jewel of Animal Kingdom's newest neighborhood, Avatar Flight of Passage. Passage invites uh, daredevils to take a scenic show. You got, uh, the, the picture that I have of this is actually a photo taken of the page. So, and the, so the, whoever took the photo didn't do a very good job here. But uh, uh, so uh, that's why I keep leaning or, or keep moving away from the mic. Uh, daredevils take a scenic trip to Pandora on the Flying Mountain Banshee. The intense journey takes place in a cutting edge simulator like environment and offers much more than thrill a minute. Guests are treated to a bird's eye view of all the sights, sounds, and smells of the majestic moon that the Navi call home. A high-flying e-ticket attraction. A presentation. Is that what it says? I think so. Yeah. Flight of Passage is the the most realistic, intensive intensive experience. It's not recommended for uh, people, motion sensitivity, heart conditions, yada, 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 all other physical issues. This this is going to be quite popular. Book a fast pass if you can. For height requirements, visit, yeah, and then it says... um, Navi River Journey, a musical voyage into Pandora's bioluminescent forest. This trip is as calm and family-friendly as they come. The adventure begins as guests board canoes and venture down a mysterious sacred river hidden within the rainforest. Uh, The grandeur of Pandora is revealed as canoes float past exotic glowing plants and an array of amazing creatures, including native humanoids known as Navi. Uh, The journey culminates in an encounter with a Navi shaman who has a deep connection to the life force of Pandora and sends positive energy into the forest with her music. Navi River Journey is generally appreciated by all guests, though timid tykes who are spooked by darkness may find parts of the expedition a tad unsettling. There is also a couple of little boxes of extra information mm-hmm. one says hot tip as this book went to press animal kingdom's newest land pandora the world of avatar was on course to open by mid to late 2017 as with all projects of this magnitude construction may go faster or take longer than anticipated <laughs> sure for updates on the progress of this new theme park uh you can go to www and then Goofy's got a little thing at the bottom. Did you know the common spirit of Pandora, where all life forms are constantly connected to each other, the environment, and their host planet is based on the concept of G-A-I-A. Help Gaia. Me. Gaia, thank you. Proposed by chemist James Lovelock in 1970 and described in Isaac Asimov's novel Foundation's Edge in 1982. So this set the world alight. And to be honest with you, there isn't a lot of new information in this. Some um, decent stuff, though. Yeah, so we'll, we'll so let, let, let my comment on this and tell you what's new and what, what you can get out of this. Well, first of all, I do like the fact that he indicates, he at least confirms that what we've been talking about and that they're still planning on opening this thing on 2017. At least that's the time that this went to print that they were uh, they're hoping for 2000 mid to late 2017. So if you're going um, Easter break to next year, don't expect Pandora to be open. Exactly. Okay. I, mean, I think I'm pretty sure we're looking at maybe fall. Right. Um, and also uh, one of the things I, I very much liked out of this was that it says, and its two major attractions are expected to be open, meaning. We've heard rumors that they might not be opening up the boat ride right away and stuff. Right. Again, at least as of the publication here, 
um, the plan is still to open both at the same time, which right. I do like very much. Um, again, with that first paragraph, it references the culture stuff that we were talking about before, about right. how that's going to be a major aspect to it. Mm-hmm. I was also interested... I don't know, Dave, you see that last, the, the first full paragraph there talks about the Tree of Souls in that last sentence. Uh-huh. Do you think that means the Tree of Souls is going to be there? Don't know. It does look that way to me um, because it's, it is referenced. Maybe the at, boat ride? Uh, that, that's that, that's kind of what I get out of it. I mean, because I, I haven't, I don't recall ever seeing any um, concept stuff with that. But it's been a while since we looked at some of the concept models and things that they showed. Um, I can go back and look at that. But I, my guess is that would be part of maybe even flying through. The, oh, that's true. Uh, there yeah. could be a video of it in the, and the Banshee. The, the Flight yeah. of the Passage. Um, another thing that was I found interesting was, um, and I think we probably could have guessed this, but both of the attractions will be Fast Pass Plus attractions, which I think is... Uh, Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could have guessed that. They do talk about, you know, kind of the, you know, the the uh, con- concerns or conditions they have to worry about if you're going to be on this attraction. Um, uh-huh. You know, obviously the Flight of Passage is an e-ticket. So, I mean, I know the Flight of Passage is sort of soaring over Pandora. I don't remember... Um, if they give this kind of warning for uh, Soren, in other words, motion sensitivity, they probably do, but I don't know about heart conditions and, and some of the other things that um, yeah that they mention in this. I mean, is this going to be a little bit more fast-paced, a little bit more thrilling? I would think more Star Tours. Right, right, but but using the Soren yeah. tech. More so of speak. an element of Star Tours as far as the movement of right. the vehicle. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think those two things are probably a good combining. Those two things are probably is probably a good idea of where of what you're getting, um, as far as the movement, um, you know, and how fast it's going to going to probably run through. Uh, yeah, the interesting thing about it, Mike, is the whole Soren concept, and how and how you're going to be on a you know a large vehicle in front of a gigantic screen. Um, you know, obviously with other people there as well. Uh, I don't know how large yeah. the vehicle is going to be because you, you're allegedly going. Be that you're big. riding a banshee, yeah. but it's going to have. In order to have that kind of warning, it's going to have to have some serious motion. Yeah, serious up and downs. You know, banking. Maybe you know, maybe mm-hmm. even you know, almost to the point where you might even feel like you're turning over. You know, which so uh, yeah, that's going to be. That that that's a lot of information, and that I think we we thought it was going to be more of a thrill ride than Soren, but this is obviously even more so than I think some people thought it would be. Right, and then the other attraction, the Navi River Journey, that obviously is not going to be thrilling at all. Not even right. in terms of, I mean, I don't know if anybody expected like some of the more um, carnivorous creatures from the attraction, like maybe stalking you at points or yeah, yeah no, it doesn't it's, look that it's way. not i mean they pretty much telling you that even little kids aren't going to get scared unless they're really spooked right. by darkness right right um so it's going to be relatively peaceful which is fine by me i mean it sounds great i mean it's very music oriented and that whole bit about the uh, shaman at the end i think we've heard that before um and um that at least the very end is going to be very musical and probably a lot of effects and so and awesome uh, audio animatronic so i'm surprised to hear you say it sounds great um, the river journey sounds fun. Yeah, I've be- always said that I'm like uh, interested in that. Uh, my feeling for a lot of people, um, 
you know, who are anti-Avatar, which would put Mike's firmly in that camp. Correct. Um, that people were still kind of excited about the idea of the ride because the ride sounds like it's thrilling, certainly great new technology, certainly of interest and exciting to Disney fans, Disney park fans, regardless of the subject matter. I mean, mm-hmm. we've always talked about how, you know, subject matter and ride doesn't necessarily, a subject matter doesn't make the ride great, right? Because no, for the process, the, the one we always bring up is nobody has seen very few people have seen Song of the South, and yet that's still Splash Mountain is still a great ride, regardless right. of the subject. So Avatar, you know, what, no matter what you think of the film, um, you know, an, an idea of a brand new technology and the Soarin' concept and the simulator, and yeah, that was exciting. But to hear this, the River Journey is, you know, describing it as. Peaceful, musical, <laughs> musical. Peaceful, I mean, this seems this seems like a ride that you would have to appreciate the film, the concepts in the film, the Navi, and all you know the the concept of their religion, or I guess for lack of a better term, a religion. Um, you know, in order to really get that or like that. I don't know about that. I mean, so I, to hear you say that that sounds good, it um, sounds good to me. Is interesting because I think it's going to have, in terms of effects. Is going to be much more interesting than the flight of pa- the flight of passage is a screen, mean. right? And you're going to be flying. It's like soaring. This is going to have audio animatronics. It's going to have a lot of bioluminescence. Right, right, right. right. Um, I will always appreciate a boat ride, no matter if, <laughs> you know whether it's living with the land or three caballeros. It's yeah. I love, indoor boat rides. Uh, are yeah, cool. I love a good boat ride. Um, so I am much more interested in the Navi River Journey personally, just cool. from the visual effects of it. Yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, to me, I, again, I, I, I've never been completely against the idea of Avatar. Um, I'm not a fan of the film. I don't like the film. But that's the one thing that I, when I saw I this and I... the film. Huh? I thought you liked the film. No, I never liked it. I always said I don't like the film. I mean, I know you weren't like a huge fan of it, but I thought you liked it. No, I didn't yeah. like it at all. I mean, I, I thought it was... It was tread, treadful. Dreadful movie. I I have never said dreadful. It is not dreadful. It's terrible. Uh, it is not terrible. Boring uh, as boring could be. It's not any of those things. It's just not. Um, <laughs> it's just not a great film by any means. Certainly not not a film that I would that I would you know that I'm interested in seeing the sequel <laughs> for four sequels. Uh, or whatever you know it is. whatever. Yeah, I'm not interested in any of that. But but I, I'm a bad person. We've discussed this a thousand times. I'm a bad person with films. I'm not a film fan. I'm not a movie fan. I don't go gaga for movies. Only very very few uh a very very small group of films that i <laughs> that i get excited about um and this didn't fit into that uh so this description here to to see that it's just going to be to me what it looks like is it's just going to be something based on just the film mm-hmm. um you know that doesn't seem very exciting to me i i i would have liked some other kind of element in it like what oh, how about a little drop <laughs> Oh, you mean you know, really, yeah, something. I mean, if you're going to be in a canoe, let's have something happen in the canoe yeah, to make it a little fun. It doesn't have to be scary or thrilling. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying as fun as, as Maelstrom. Okay. Something like that. That's all I mean. You know, something of a little more, just a I, little stroll down to see a shaman and hear some music yeah, in a non-musical film. I disagree. I, I, I think um, a amazing audio animatronic, bioluminescent plants Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Great audio animatronic creatures and stuff. Even though I let's don't care so. about the movie. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I'm I'm assuming that for the sake of this argument, 
I find much more thrilling than a maelstrom drop. Ah, okay. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that we're on the opposite sides of this. Uh, and the other film, the other the other ride. I, I'll be honest with you. Other oh, ride. Oh, you mean the flight to the flight of passage? Okay. I'll be honest with you. I hate simulators. Um, oh, I don't mind them. But I okay. hate them. I do not like simulators. You don't I like don't, Star Tours? No. Oh, I, I love Star no, Tours. No, I don't like it. Any simulator ever, but Soren? Body Wars. You like Soren, right? Soren is not really a simulator. Well, I, I mean, Soren is not a simulator. It is, it, it is, but it's not really a simulator. Oh, it's much more mild. It than doesn't the other act ones. like, Absolutely. but it doesn't act like one. It's you know, what it's simulating is different. But uh, as far as the sim, even the uh, you know the one in. <laughs> The mission space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones that have been out there, I am not a fan of simulators at all. This, the fact that this is going looks like it's going to be more simulator than Soren mm-hmm. is also a reason for me to not be excited. Really? So, so this one page, you're anti Avatar Land now. So all this <laughs> this one page has really damped down my excitement right, so of this- the rides themselves. You know, uh, it, it, these are this is information that made me go mm, for both of them. It's interesting. What you know, what episode is this? Ninety seven, episode two. <laughs> you and I, I think, for like an hour and a half, fought over your pro avatar. I'm anti avatar. We've come full circle on episode ninety five. Episodes later, you're not a fan of this now at all. And I'm it's the boat ride and stuff looks kind of cool. Hmm. You really, you really should go into politics, Mike, because you know really it's, well how to twist it, what somebody says into something they absolutely never said. I, I never said any of those things. I never said in the beginning I was pro Avatar. Yes, All I did. said is I was not anti Avatar. There's a difference. Oh, I think we're gonna have to bust out the tapes. And the same with these here. I always maintained that I would rather have them have done something else that fits better in the animal kingdom. I've said that from the beginning. Oh, we're going to have to... You can look at it. You will absolutely hear that. Going back to episode (laughs) two. We have always said we would rather have Australia. We would rather have these other things. I've always said that. I never thought Avatar was the best plan possible, but I was excited about how they would do it. Um, And I still am, because certainly the pictures you see of the construction of the land and the things we were talking about before with how they're trying to integrate it into the concept of the animal kingdom, all that stuff looks good. I'm just speaking specifically about these new descriptions of these rides. For me personally, they're both things that that made me go "Mm," a little bit more so than excited. And and that's and it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that I don't like simulators. Mm-hmm. And so if this is going to be more simulator than Soren, I would rather have more Soren than simulator. But uh, I and if, if, for them to talk about heart conditions and motion sensitivity, I mean we're really talking about something that's going to move a lot. And if it's going to move in the way of a simulator, then it's going to be one something. If it's like those. Then it's going to be one of those things I go on once and never go on again. So not because only- of because of my own personal motion sensitivity right. towards simulators. Now I go on anything else. I'll go on the most extreme roller coasters in the world, and I, it doesn't bother me. But something about the simulator bothers me. And then this boat ride, I just would like to have seen something more than. I don't mind it at all. For something like a it's a small thing world. For the kids. That's fine. That's fine. I like it's a small world. Yeah, I just I, actually, I was I hoping like a little it. bit more. Something. <laughs> Just a little something. So what you're saying is you used to be an Avatar apologist. Can somebody shoot some, some arrows overhead during my canoe but journey? But not only do you now <laughs> hate the idea of Avatar Land, no, you that's not at all Joe what I Rody said. you really dropped the ball. No, that's not what I said at all. Um, I like the concept of it, but I, I, 
these two rides. What do you mean you like the concept of it? I like the I like the well, I shouldn't say I like the land, the way the land's being built. Um, that seems really really cool. Um, and they, I'm holding out hope for both of these things that they're going to be two things that I really like. It's just that th- this little description kind of, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. This little description seems a little. Um, both of these seems things seem a little tough. I, I always worry about when they use words like intense. Um, yeah, you you got to remember they use those pretty I know, loosely. I know they do, but when you talk about intense and motion sickness and heart conditions and stuff like that, I mean, in a simulator, you, you I worry. I mean, I worry this could be mission space, you know, something like that. Well, I, mean, I it's worry not about be that. that. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope you're right. Um, and I think this this boat river, this river boat's going to be beautiful. I just don't. I, I you know. Anyway. I, I don't need a drop to to enjoy a ride. I just don't. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I, fine I agree. with. Um, yeah. You know, I am fine with. So you're a, a bigger so so ride. you're a bigger fan of the three caballeros than you were of uh, Maelstrom. I understand that. I mean, if that's if you're a bigger fan, I honestly you're obviously you're a bigger fan of something like uh, it's a small world than you are of pirates. Okay, I get that, Mike. I, that's okay. Those are those are all good rides. All I'm saying is I'm a fan of the other two. That's it. Is that, <laughs> all right. That's, is that, that's is that is that really that big? Is that really that far off? I don't think so. So uh, well, you were meandering down a path you didn't want to go down. I'm looking at the Soren. Um, they don't really give you. I'm look, trying to find the Soren. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Warnings. Uh, warnings. I can't find it. But anyway. I bet you Soren has a very similar. Yeah, it probably does. It probably because they're does. very loose. As, as we're talking about this, they're very loose with their um, warnings. You know, from God forbid, if somebody you know has an issue on, um, it's like Soren. But I don't know. I mean, I, I I tend to think it's probably going to be more intense, but than Soren. But it's again, it's like a Soren type of attraction. You're going to be out in the open. You're not going to be in an enclosed box. Which I think makes a difference. Yeah, I don't see any any warnings here. Yeah, I looked real quick. I didn't supervise children. Quick. So, anyway, I, I mean, guess it has a height requirement, but that's mostly yeah. I think for the uh, for the belt. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's it. Uh, okay. Any anything else we uh, we have on our? Uh, on I our like plate? pirates more than Small World, and I like Maelstrom well, more than Well, I mean, Mike, you say that now, but that's obvious. When, when we get right down to it, we three know three Caballeros is an awesome that's attraction. Not the case. Three Caballeros is awesome. It's okay. It's all right. It's yeah. more than okay. No, no. I mean, it's okay it's if you like attraction. those better. We don't mind. Those are great attractions. It's, it's you know, it's totally up to you. So uh, anyway, I hope, not little, I hope there's a bunch of Navi singing little songs though in this boat ride. You do? I hope so. <laughs> Mike wants to see Navi singing little songs. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting turn of turn of events here. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes and uh, leave us a rating there as well. It helps to get the word out kind of on the show. Um, Mike is uh, can be found on Twitter at Jumbo Everyone, me at Radio Harambe. If you have any questions or any comments about the show, um, certainly anything that you'd like us to read on the show, feel free to email them. That's probably the best way to get them. Uh, Jumbo Everyone at gmail.com. So thanks once again for listening. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride, Quaharini, and thank you for tuning in to Radio Harambe. Kwa ku wal kwa